0: Bench warmers we finally made it out to Gunnison I finally made it back since graduation and we had a great time we spent about the whole afternoon at High Alpine Brewing Company I drove Nico around the campus Western Colorado Uh, it was just an an overall good experience good little getaway because you you get out of the city and I know you like going down to the mountains but this is a different part of the mountains. so we had a great time and we have a bunch of cool interviews coming up we uh, had some people from my days at Western come and want get to the, get the word out a little bit about a place that doesn't really get a lot of shine. There's not a lot of people who know about Western Colorado. There's not a lot of people who know about what's going on in Gunnison. But we had the owner of the High Alpine Brewing Company, Scott, on first. That's who you'll hear first. Then you'll hear uh, Coach Brad Schaefer, the head Western Colorado University men's basketball coach, with Cole Sinkneck, who's one of his shooting guards, I, I believe. He might play point guard now. I don't know. <laughs> he, he was a freshman when I saw him, so he was a shooting guard, but he might have transitioned since he's older uh, then we'll have one of my old buddies from school, Kyle Gilroy, back on. If you're a fan of Center of Attention, you'll remember him because we—he was on a few episodes. And then we round out everything with Coach Charlie Piper, which I know that was one of Nico's favorite interviews that we had. And we loved everybody who came down. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, and next time we come down, we'll get more people on because I know that a lot of a lot of guys out there still want to get the word out about it. And Gunnison's a a cool little place, wouldn't you say?
1: I mean, Jimmy, it was cold in four hours. God damn. I, I'm surprised I didn't fall asleep on the drive.
0: No, that's because we, we geeked out pretty good yeah, over shit. some superheroes. Listen to film re- review on Saturday to hear about that. But let's get into this. I've had a large fast
2: bus, my line, a couple beautiful girls
3: tell me you trucks break down dogs run out politicians lie and fire by
0: the police and here we back we are back again another interview from the high alpine brewing company with this time the the owner yeah. owner scott yeah. Thank you for uh, letting being hospital, hospitable while we came down here and uh, letting us hang out and kind of invade your space and record a little bit of a podcast while we're doing it. So I, we appreciate the hospitality.
4: Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Uh, it's good to have you guys. It's good to have uh, some uh, Western alum back in the house and uh, get to see all the coaches and stuff in here as well. I'm not going to say I spent a lot of time here, but I have spent a few, few nights here while I was in
0: college, so I, I appreciate that too. Right on. <laughs> uh, but we kind of wanted to just get your, because we reached out to you through social media, we kind of wanted to get your initial thoughts, I guess, when two, two jocks with the podcast reached out to you and, and was talking about how you went to Western and, and would you like to partner? We kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that.
4: Sure. You know, I I mean, I think any partnership uh, is is a healthy one as long as uh, there's, uh, you know, that cross promotion and obviously uh, beer and sports go hand in hand. So it just seemed like a, a win win situation.
1: Of course. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk about the little bit of the backstory. How did you, did you always feel like you were wanting to be in this industry, the brewing industry, or did you feel like this was your pathway? Like, how did you get started with all this?
4: Yeah, that's a great question too. Honestly, Nico, I, you know, um, this, this was more my, my wife's doing than mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we lived in Crested Butte uh, in 2000. I moved here in 2012. And uh, she got an opportunity to launch a pediatric program down at the hospital here. And so we moved down to Gunny in 2014. And uh, I'd been brewing for uh, 20-ish years at that point. And, uh, you know, we were brewing at home a lot. And she was like, man, you need to make this your vocation and your avocation and make it it happen, you know. And so... um, we we started uh, really looking for a place to land it, um, and we found this building, um, uh, and yeah, it's kind of the rest is history, you know? So. I mean, it's a great space. Uh, Thank you.
0: Obviously, with the, the balcony, it's not open now because it's cold in Gunnison. Sure. February in the mountains, so, but the the bar and everything there's, it, it has the small town feel, but then it's also, you know, it's a place that you can come and hang out a little bit. I, I think that it's, the, the space is used pretty well, in a, that's something that I'm sure when you were thinking about opening it, that was something that was big in your mind. And and honestly, when being a, being just recently on campus, when you talk about places to go hang
4: out in Gunnison, there's not that many, so you don't have a ton of competition. But High Alpine's always one of the first that comes up. Awesome, that's great to hear. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, raising the bar was one of the the main goals uh, to to just provide something new for for folks here in Gunnison and, and create, uh, that community space, right? Somewhere where people can gather like we're doing here today.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Um, so are, are the beers on the house beers? These are all your, your, uh, recipe, right? Uh, most of them are, uh, mine and my head brewer, Nick Lawson, uh, you know, he's produced a, a couple of the recipes, but, um, you know, all in all, uh, you know, they, they've been a, a tried and true recipe, something that we've either piloted on a smaller system or, you know, sometimes we just go for it and, and see how it goes. Um, you know one of the beers that we've got on tap right now is double sweater and silk pajamas which is a collaboration beer with Oscar Blues um, to be able to work with companies as large as Oscar Blues is a is a huge honor for us and uh, I gotta say you know um, if you guys haven't tried that beer uh, it's it's fantastic that's yeah, probably next on my list I'm I'm
0: I like. I'm a creature of habit, and when sure. I would come in college, I would get the Gunny Gold because honestly, craft beer—it's not my biggest interest, but I do like. I try and find stuff that's close enough to Coors Banquet or, or Budweiser, and I feel like the Gunny Gold—it's it's different, obviously, but it's definitely got that kind of feel where you can drink it, and it's not like an IPA or something where it's completely overwhelming everything. Um, so I'm definitely trying the double the double sweater one after this. There uh, you go. Do you have a favorite or are they kind of like your kids and you can't pick your favorite
4: yeah that's that's a good uh, a good analogy i mean they are definitely uh each one of them has uh their own special characters and and uh you know i Gate ipa has been our flagship beer since we opened um it is far and away the best seller that we have i love it mm-hmm. it's it's delicious um you know, mosaic and citra hops uh, bring some really big, big, bold flavors, a lot of stone fruit, a lot of citrus to the, to the table. Um, you know, the Matron on tap right now is uh, fantastic. We've actually got it on nitro right now, which is really amazing. Uh, it's a barrel-aged beer. It sat on American single malt whiskey barrels from Deerhammer over in Buena Vista. It was on those barrels for 12 months. I then take those barrels, I meet them on top of Monarch Pass and we give those barrels back that we aged the the beer on. They were whiskey beer whiskey barrels originally. They became uh, beer, beer aged be, uh, barrels, hmm. and then they take the barrels back and they they put whiskey on them again. And that whiskey becomes a once stouted whiskey. And so that's a, another kind of collaboration product uh, product that we we put out. We have it on on uh, the bar right now.
0: With all the collaboration, I know yeah. that there's plenty of beers that a lot of people just outside of the western slope would enjoy is there any want or need to start distributing some of the beers that you have or or is it kind of just you want to keep it up in the mountains and kind of keep keep collaborating like you
4: are yeah you know i i mean it's always uh in the back of my mind as far as future growth how to do that uh to build build a production facility or just keep it local here and you know uh with covid being a reality right now we kind of put the the brakes on on future growth uh, for the time being, but I think in the next couple of years we're definitely going to see some some uh, growth, uh, either whether it be a production facility or uh, just another location. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, well, I mean, being up here in Gunnison, obviously the Western ties. Do you feel like you've been adopted this the, the school a little bit? This has been your home. Uh, do you feel like uh, being a part of the West? being a part of on the campus basically and being around this community do you feel like the community has really made you enjoy this community so much more that you want to keep it here necessarily and that you feel as though like um, Gunnison is the the mainstay and this is where everything should be is that maybe your thought process a little bit
4: uh you know I mean uh Gunnison is definitely home for us now uh you know I, I lived in Breckenridge for 11 years before moving over to this valley and uh Gunnison really just has that that real hometown feel, mm-hmm. if you will. You know, the university uh, adds uh, a lot of that cultural influence, um, and you know, having a, the 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 youthfulness of uh, college students around makes it all that much better. You know, if you live
1: in Breck, you a skier, or snowboarder at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh, you're not?
4: Oh, yeah. I, no, I I I you know dabble in both and. Um, yeah, I go. Yeah, I I like to ski and ride, but um, but you know, it's it's definitely one of those things where uh, I was getting you know hundred day seasons in back then when I was living in Breck. Now I I'm lucky to get twenty. So. Or 10. <laughs> hey, 20 or 10 is better than what, I, what I've been doing. I, I
1: want to go up more, too, eventually. But yeah, Breck sure. is, is definitely a fun place to ski, though. It
4: is. It's a good spot. You got a lot of work to do over here, so it makes sense
0: that you're not getting up to the mountain every single day.
4: Well, right. and I've got a five-year-old little girl at home, too. So. That, that adds, like, triple the, the workload there. <laughs> it does. It um, does.
0: Yeah, no, just we wanted to get you on, get High Alpine in front of a different audience because yeah. I know that it's definitely, everybody knows it on the Western Slope, but as it continues to grow and, and our partnership continues to expand, we just really wanted to show you how appreciative we were. And, and just, we're, we're very excited for this opportunity. This is our first live podcast somewhere other than
4: just at the house. So oh, super cool. I didn't realize that. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, yeah. For, well, we've, we've had a few interviews. We had an interview, um, that was in person at my place, but we've all basically just been in our little shack. It's our first time we had all of our stuff and have to haul it somewhere. Right? So it's been, a little,
4: little, it's been a lot of fun. Well, Thank you so much for having us. Uh, it's my pleasure, you guys. Thanks for being here, and uh, we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah,
0: definitely. And follow High Alpine Brewing wow. Company at High Alpine Brew on Instagram, right? That's right. And uh, check it out on Facebook as well. Uh, yep. Please do. There, there you go. All right. Thanks. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, who uh, the far end of the bench It's a bonus episode. We're in the Gunnison Valley, and we have a couple special guests. We're, we're going to have a few special guests on this episode. Coach Brad Schaefer, the men's basketball coach at Western Colorado University, and Cole Sinkneck, player on the on the team. Thank you guys for doing this. This is a exciting opportunity for us, I know. So thank you guys for taking the time out of your day.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for coming back to Gunnison. Appreciate yeah. it. So. Always. I was, <laughs> I was dying to come back, and then everything <laughs> closed down, so I didn't yeah. have the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is –
0: Basically, going to just mention a little bit, talk about the season, and I know last year, uh, the way everything, you guys got to finish your season, but then yeah. everything kind of yeah. went down down that way. Um, I guess we can we can kind of just start
2: based off of uh, when, it,
0: when everything did first start yeah. happening. What, what yeah. was the, the main thing that was going on?
2: Well, you know, it was kind of crazy for us, because we had just come off winning six in a row, and, mm-hmm. you know, had a great, strong finish, and... Unfortunately, we just kind of missed the, the playoff there by just a game and finishing where we were. But, uh, you know, it was kind of once we finished, I mean, all our guys kind of dispersed for spring break, and that's kind of when everything hit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of calls, and trying to get everything organized and, and figured out. And then once we got the Word School, it kind of shut down for good for the spring. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of moving in. It was just week by week in the summer. I mean, seeing if we were going to have camps, mm-hmm. if we're not. And, so it just, you know, and it obviously all, it just kept getting pushed back and everything getting delayed. And, and uh, so us to be able to start school on time, that was, that was definitely a bonus. And we actually got, uh, with the NCAA, they kind of lifted some mandates on being able to work out in the gym with our guys. So, I mean, we were able to kind of get in the afternoon, and these guys were doing, the guys that were in town were doing two days every day. And oh, that's good. So that was, was kind of nice to just be around the guys. But once school started, it, it kind of had a normal feel uh i felt like to it i mean everything was kind of pushed back a little bit you know but you know we kind of got going and and got off to a really good start and then october 29th you know covid kind of affected our program and uh it went through every one of us and our every every player and and coaches as well you know including my family we all got covid and so we were basically on a pause and a shutdown for for three weeks um, which, you know, at that time was a killer for us. Just, you know, conditioning. and yeah. You know, it's not like you can just go shoot and get a sweat every day. It's I mean, these guys were laying laying down. It was a straight quarantine. and So that, that, that was tough to get going. So those first four games before Christmas, we're kind of just trying to figure our way back. Oh, yeah, definitely. So,
0: I so. mean, like you said with the way the last season ended, you guys built up so much momentum going yeah. towards the end of the season, and then yeah. everything kind of just stopped. I mean, as a player, what, what was the main kind of – Struggle that you felt as, as going through this.
5: Uh, I would say the biggest struggle, first off, is just not being able to play in front of fans, not being able to play in front of your family, and kind of not really being able to see them, like going and travel all the time, and seeing people on the weekends when we're in preseason. So it's been tough that, with that being just pretty much stuck here in Gunnison, but we kind of just pretty much uh, relied on each other, and then kind of grew closer together since we were spending so much time together. But the biggest part besides not being able to be in front of fans is just playing in masks in that first couple months. And yeah. just last weekend, we had a couple games where the county had to make us wear some masks, so that was a little tough. But just not being able to breathe. But besides that, it's just been pretty normal. We're still trying to same goal, is just win basketball games. Yeah.
2: You, you know, I, I think I think the biggest thing for them as players too, and just kind of being in the situation they were, is how well they adjusted. You know, it was. I mean, just even like this week, you look at this week, we had a home game that was supposed to take place on Monday night, and then we were supposed to play at home tonight, and both those games get canceled. And that's devastating for me to have to walk in the gym and let them know that they're not going to be able to play. And so it's just like on to the next thing, you know. And and I thought they really handled that. You know, we had a team GPA of a 3.5 in the classroom in the fall. and You know, so these guys guys have really handled it well. I mean, about as well as you can. And... uh, you know, we got a situation coming out in front of us where we have we have nine games in two weeks. And uh, it's like I told them, it's going to turn into almost like the NBA where, you know, you're playing a game, taking a day, and walking through some things and then playing another game. So for us, it's uh, we got a lot of good basketball ahead of us. and You know, these guys, they beat the number six team in the country a couple weeks ago in our, in our gym. And so, I mean, they're, they're riding that momentum that we had, that we built last year. And, and we got some great young kids and a great group
0: yeah yeah i
1: mean with i mean with all the COVID protocols and everything that's been going on it's i'm sure you guys have had to be a little creative with your workouts i'm sure whether it be dribbling drills or team drills like mental work more um play, uh, let's talk about that a little bit because i'm sure that's it took a different toll because you may not be able to see you guys as much as you would like in a normal regular season how have you guys been able to control that when you're not necessarily seeing face-to-face constantly
2: Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is the number, you know, obviously there was a number rule from the county on uh, how many we could have in the gym. And then that kind of relaxed a little bit. And then same with the weight room as well. You know, Cole mentioned the mask mandate and that, you know, that and and just having to wipe down everything and and making sure that, you know, you're staying on top of social distancing and all that stuff. And that's kind of just been. A change. I mean, I was joking with our staff the other day in the weight room, and I don't think we'll, there will be a time ever where you walk out of a machine and don't wipe it down anymore. So, yeah. so you know, I, I like cold talk on that, but that's kind of that was kind of the biggest adjustment for us. Yeah,
5: uh, it was nice for, like, the guys. Like, we had a solid group who stayed here this summer, so it was nice to be able to have them here in the gym. But uh, I would say the, the hardest part was that just getting tested. Uh, with, yeah. Since, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, every week we gotta get tested, and sometimes this week I we get tested twice for it. got to do the whole nose swab and everything. But it hasn't really been affecting how many people we've been able to have in the gym, but it's just more of like, I'd say the class schedules and being back in the swing, I think is affecting us mostly. Uh, we have guys coming in and out of practice, so that's the hardest part is staying focused for a whole two-hour practice, hour-and-a-half practice yeah. with people coming in and out. So.
0: Well, I mean, I I started calling games for KWSB your freshman season, and it's been great to see because last year you took a little bit more of a leadership, especially after Brady um, had graduated. Do you feel like that group that you came in with, is that part of the reason why you're able to kind of handle what you guys have been able to do? I mean, the the way that you've been playing, with given everything, has been great. So do you think that young core of guys that you came in with has been kind of the catalyst for that?
5: Yeah, yeah definitely uh, we've all stuck together and we've all been through a lot of tar- hard times in the last two three seasons but i have to like, just thank our mentors like you said like brady subar and james willis and all these older guys because they're the guys that taught me how to be the leader that i am today and they they showed me the way and what it takes to win here in gunnison because i mean we're we're already at a disadvantage being in, up at elevation so coming into that and then they just showed, showed me like what it's like to be a western basketball player and how to keep my head down just go go work every single day and, and just to win basketball games
0: yeah i mean i'll talk to you about recruiting because i'm yeah. sure this has kind of affected your your recruiting the way that you go about your process but i think guys like you guys that you brought in like cole and everybody that you've been able to bring up how have you been able to kind of combat that and still bring in the same kind of culture that you want to keep with the team
2: well you know it was nice for us i mean at to start just because we had such a good young nucleus last year um with you know with cole and, and matt and avery and and this group that it, you know we brought back a lot of players that uh being so young and and so that was nice but uh you know when this hit last spring i mean we still had some work to get done and, and you know we were able to add a, a set of twins out of texas with the mcleod brothers and, and they've come on and just really really fit in from day one mm-hmm. and uh you know, to go along with Elijah, who we had signed early in the fall that year. So, you know, we've got we got we got a situation right now. Again, like I said, we beat made Colorado Mesa here with number six team, and we had all freshmen, sophomores, and Cole was the only junior out there. We didn't have any seniors. Hmm. So, I mean, we got a great young group right now that has a lot of a lot of wins, a lot of good basketball, in front of them. So, I mean, Definitely. you know, we got we got some work to get done recruiting here right now. But you know, it is tough because you can't get out and watch games. Uh, so, you, there is like links and stuff that we're able to, to watch. and mm-hmm. So, we just have to continue to kind of find the right pieces. And, and, and I feel like we've done that the last few years.
0: Yeah, I think both men and women's, the culture change that's been just in the basketball program has been incredible. So, I, I give my hat to, off to you guys. And I don't, obviously, I wasn't playing any sports during yeah. all of this yeah. going on. So, it, yeah. it's definitely something that you can look back on and just be proud of that you were able to get through it. It's, yeah. it's a great, great thing.
2: Absolutely, you know, and that's that's such a you know you talk culture, and that's such a it's a, such a hard thing to get set, especially when you come in and and uh, you know you inherit a program that's been down for a while, and you know and that's something that you know our culture those guys walk in and, and, and young young guys now these yeah, we say young guys but these guys have been in our program, but these the new guys that come in you know they. Explore I you mean, know, they get told the expectations right away. Mm-hmm. And it's nice when it doesn't have to come from the coaching staff. It comes from the players. So uh, that I, I can't say enough about the group we have. And, you know, we got some, some injuries and some things we're fighting through right now. But, you know, again, it's it wouldn't be a basketball season if you didn't face adversity at some point. So, right. you know, that's everybody's going through that. And, you know, as soon as you start dwelling on those negatives, and, and it's easy to get caught up in that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, we won't keep you guys too long because I know you got a game to prepare for and everything like that. Uh, la- final thoughts, what are you guys most looking forward to finishing out this season and then hopefully getting back to some sort of a, a regular season in the future?
2: You know, I think from a staff standpoint, I'll let Cole talk from a player standpoint here in a second, but I think, you know, we got, like I said, we got we got a lot of basketball games coming up here in the next two weeks, and it's, it's kind of unique right now because right now you, we usually have only four games left. And we're about to play eight or nine games in two weeks to try because we have some makeup games, mm-hmm. so we got a lot of movement to get done, you know. And and, and o- over half of those are at home, um, so we're we're right, right in the middle of this thing. And for us, I mean, we got like I said, movement, you know, and that's where we want to go in the next two weeks and and get ourselves in position. I mean, we could we could easily get ourselves in position to be in the top four. Yeah. And Definitely. and you just gotta take care of business and and keep fighting every day and stay healthy and take care of ourselves and. You know, if that's the case, and we find ourselves in that tournament, anything can happen at that time. So, so I want to keep playing. I mean, these guys, these guys went through COVID early, and you know, it's kind of we came back after Christmas, and that's right when we were starting to kind of hit our stride. You know, and, and now we're kind of had to battle through some injuries and some things that maybe, you know, a team, you know, you don't have to battle through at this time, but you know, that's stuff that our guys have handled well, and I'm excited for them to see him play some good basketball down the stretch here.
0: Yeah, just need a ticket to the dance. That's all you need. Yeah, that's exactly right. As a player, what are you guys most looking forward to with the schedule coming up?
5: Um, just all the opportunities that we have, because um, like just like last year, we're, our whole fate is in our hands right now. Yeah. So I think as a player, we're just trying to attack each game, like each game at one at a time. Mm-hmm. Just try and win one game at a time. Like start out like we're zero and zero. Just go one and zero oh yeah. after every single game, and then try and make hopefully make a playoff bid. And if we get into the playoffs, just keep on taking that same mentality, go 1-0 and oh, and maybe make it into the national tournament. Just keep on going with that uh, mentality.
0: There you go. Simple. You got anything else?
1: I uh, appreciate you guys having me here. Oh, I, absolutely. I, mean, it was, Thank uh, you. I, I got to listen to some of Jimmy's calls during watching yeah. some of your games. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, very very excited to see you guys in the future i mean yeah. aching stretch is, is no easy task <laughs> 10 days you said
2: nine days yeah days. about two weeks yeah. yeah so
1: it's no easy task so yeah. best of luck to y'all yeah, appreciate
2: really that excited, yeah. thank, thank you me. guys for having us down yeah really no problem it, so.
0: no I, I appreciate you guys coming on it's been uh like i said i wanted to give a little bit of a, a shine on a place that doesn't really get any kind yeah. of shine outside of the the city so thank yeah. you guys for coming on and we'll be watching we'll be uh cheering from all the way back in the metro area so thank you guys you bet thank you thank you What's up, Bench Warmers? All right, we, we've been talking about Fanatics for a long time. We want to make sure that this thing stays up to date. So, we mentioned last time that you can get national championship, conference championship gear. Well, now basketball season's in full swing, hockey season's in full swing, and now we're going to have to start looking for Super Bowl championship gear. Unfortunately, Nico, it's either going to be Tom Brady again, or the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl gear.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be getting any of that. But if you're a fan of either of those teams, you got to get it. you got to get it. Use the Fanatics link in our link tree. That's the most go important thing. Um, go get your good stuff there because, like I said, go get you a Mile High City jersey. Nuggets have been rolling lately. Uh, they they uh, have a great red jersey out there. I believe you can get the Nordiques jerseys too for the Avs. Go get you some of those sick uh, retroverse jerseys, no matter what team yes, of fan, a fan or what fan play. of a team you are. Um, go get you whatever may be on Fanatics. He's got all the good when stuff.
0: Yep. Link in our bio. It helps out the Unhinged Sports Network as a whole. At F-E-O-T-B Pod, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to use it help out the Unhinged Sports Network so we can continue to bring you great content. Thanks, guys continuing with the western colorado theme i brought on one of my good friends was on my podcast when it was center of attention way back when uh kyle gilroy is a student on campus and very much involved in the community and, and he's seen the podcast grow like nico has sophisticated me a little bit kyle knew me when i was using the a microphone that plugged into the headphone jack of my laptop and recording on GarageBand. So and you've we, seen.
1: We, we were at that. We were there at one point too. Well, so no, we're but just a little I, we down. had the
0: nicer microphone. This That's microphone true. was absolutely. That was not janky. even a year ago. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was a little <laughs> bit over a year ago. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But uh, it's been. I mean, how's it? How are things going, man? Uh, obviously, being in Gunnison in this time has probably been strange. But other than that, how's how's everything been going? No, it's been going well
3: i've been dealing with my own personal struggles but who doesn't
0: you know it's a little bit different of a time to be anywhere so it makes sense yeah it's different
3: especially when uh there's a pandemic going on and added stress from that and then everything you're trying to do in your daily life is just um it gets to you sometimes and you make mistakes and you just work off of that that's yeah, true
1: yeah i mean being in a college town and and i mean jimmy and i both got the experience at least three and three-quarters of, th- of a full college life. I'm sure that's a little bit weirder now, having minimal interaction. Excuse me, minimal interaction. Oh, you're good. There's the beer getting to me. The minimal interaction oh, between, drinking yeah, beer. Minimal interaction between um, the students and the faculty and all that. How's that been kind of transitioning with all that? Because obviously this year, things have to change. Zoom and all that kind of stuff.
3: It's been fine. Um, most of the classes, I believe, are... Half in person, half not in person, or they try to get in, the kids into the classrooms and keep your distance. Wear your mask at all times. You know the professor has been really professional when it comes to that. But um, for us students, I think I think I can speak for us all of that it's like we want it back to normal. We wanna we wanna be able to do the college thing, live the college life. You know, <laughs> you know, get a little loosey goosey and. You know, do some things that your parents wouldn't be proud of, but, well, <laughs> you know.
0: that's probably true. Um, well, I guess since we are we were pretty close friends last year when I was going through my senior year, you tried to be friends with me earlier, and I was pretty was shut down. Yeah, you were pretty standoffish. Uh, I had some Dikembo-Mitembo defense on you there, <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You, do you have, like, a favorite story, I guess, from our time that we spent together in college that is... That is going to not get any of us in trouble because this is, we're, we're trying to, oh, it's not as loose as Center of Attention was.
3: Oh, goodness. Put me on the spot. Put you on the spot. I Gosh, told you we were, were going to ask you good. that. I know you did. But it just, the question sounds different when it's. When it's, like, it's oh, acting, you're on a mic, and you're like, "Oh, like, what do I do?" I'm trying so hard not to cuss because you can cuss. We just don't. <laughs>
0: just we just gotta make, make sure that it, we keep it somewhat able to be I released. Mean, uh,
3: between you know the car rides to Almont <laughs> like yeah. between those and the drunken podcast with you and Dan, with uh, gosh, there's that those nights i had to save you from <laughs> a bender you know well
0: yeah i mean we had fun we definitely had and a we lot of definitely
3: fun. had some fun and
0: no i mean i i appreciate like you and dan really you guys had to work hard because i didn't make it easy but mm-hmm. you guys were some of my better friends while i was going through school so what, I it,
3: what jimmy likes to say is like we brought the turtle out of his shell you know well that's true
0: <laughs> Nico's known me for my whole life, pretty much. So Not it's your
1: whole life, but the majority of it. More, mean, more yeah. than I can remember. Yeah.
0: That's Last time, Last thing yeah. I can remember, you were involved with it, whether it was exactly. playing against yeah. each other. But, yeah, I mean, this has been... I'm glad that you're able to see the podcast where it is now, from where it started. That's a it's good thing. It's seriously
3: grown so
0: much since
3: since it was just, you know, the 50 listeners. Now you've yeah. got a few hundred and growing even more. Trying um, to. Trying to. And I... I it, it really helps, you know, especially with a bunch of people going through a bunch of stuff, and to see some of your friends actually prosper from this, from this pandemic and stuff, really puts puts a mark into your life and mark into your feelings. So, uh,
1: so I'm proud. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm so proud. It's it's been a, it's been a grind, that's for sure. I mean, I couldn't have done this without Jimmy. And it's it's been a lot. It's been a lot of hard work, dying, day in day out. I'm sure Jimmy gets a. P- I've been a pain in Jimmy's ass every single day. Oh, you should have saw Ooh, me last we're, year. <laughs> we're podcast husbands at this <laughs> I was, point. So. I was I was <sighs> such a pain in Jimmy's ass. Oh, welcome to what I de- what I am oh, basically yeah. constantly to Jimmy. Whether it be oh. the late night text, Jimmy, I got this great idea uh, for a oh, segment oh, or, or a Jimmy, text, I have, Jimmy. I have this shirt Ooh. idea or Jimmy. Uh, why is this guy saying this? Blah yeah. blah. blah. Oh, it just goes on and on. It's
3: a relationship it is. with Jimmy.
1: It really is. Like
3: it doesn't matter how how you know if you want to be straight, little hetero, little hetero, little homoerotic, Jimmy's your guy.
0: No, no, no.
1: <laughs> this is strictly business. <laughs> oh, no, this is 10,000. <laughs> your guy. 10,000%
0: business. Yeah, 10,000% business, but I mean, being in business with a good friend, it's always better to better to do that than with somebody you don't know. Uh, you got anything else you want to leave the, <laughs> the people with before we let you go to the gym? Yeah. No, man. No. I, I, uh, I
3: just want to say thank you, and I'm, I'm glad you guys are here. and it's, it, it means a lot to see, seriously, to see some friends do some hard work and get into that force of becoming something bigger than themselves so
1: yeah I'm, I'm thankful you uh welcomed me in here because like i said this is my first time doing this drive first time being in this city it was a uh, different. I'm glad, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to be a part of it and glad to be be around you
0: all so it's a it's a tough place to get to but once you're here you won't want to leave i guess we'll unless find you, you want we'll like, to oh, yeah, go skiing yeah, so. yeah, yeah. or just snowboarding you're snowboarding. snowboarding yeah all right yeah all right Benchwarmers, we know you guys like to drink your craft beer, and that's a good thing because we're entering a partnership with one of the best, youngest breweries in the western slope of Colorado, High Alpine Brewing Company. We know that there's a lot of listeners out there in Gunnison. You guys know what we're talking about with High Alpine, but Scott, the owner, and us two, Nico and Jimmy, for the Far End of the Bench podcast have entered into a working partnership with them, and there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out like merch, we're going to have some possible giveaway deals with them. If you mention listening to the Far End of the Bench podcast, so there's great things coming with us in the, and High Alpine Brewing Company.
1: Exactly. Who doesn't like drinking beer while watching sports at a bar? That's the greatest combination there can be. Um, you got to go check out our friends up there. A lot of great things out of us and one of the best breweries in Colorado, hands down. Um, they got a lot of good stuff. Jimmy and I will be promoting their stuff like no other. I guarantee you that. We'll be wearing their shirts. Um, be sure to go on their website. They got good merchandise over there. Check them out there. And then obviously go taste their great beer because they have a great selection.
0: Great selection, always on tap. Nice cold craft beer. Also follow them on Instagram at High Alpine Brewing Company. Look them up on Facebook also at High Alpine Brewing Company. They're one of the biggest and youngest breweries in Colorado. Go give them a shout out and help out the far end of the bench. and Help us grow our brand. Thanks, guys. What's up, Benchwarmers of the Unhinged Sports Network? We got another thing to to get to because, you know, nobody likes dealing with cable companies in 2020. And here at the Unhinged Sports Network, we wanted to cater to you guys to go into the new age, cut your cable cords with FuboTV. We have a new link, a new partnership, you can go to the link in our bio and if you sign up for a subscription through that link, you will kick back a little bit of money to the Unhinged Sports Network so we can continue to bring great content all across this platform. And we got big things coming up in 2021. So you're going to have to to get in on this, and we're helping you out in the process. Yeah, make
1: make your life easier, man. No one likes dealing with cable companies. You don't get half the channels. Um, Sometimes there's blackouts. That's not present with Fubo. You can get whatever you want. I can watch Sunday Night Football with no sweat. I can watch or I can watch basketball on TNT anytime I want. Um, be sure to use Fugle, man. I'm definitely going to be using it. I hate paying for cable, so I'm going to be using that right right now as we're speaking, if we're being honest, and I want to make sure to get on that deal so now it's your turn to do the same. Help
0: out the Unhinged Sports Network. Cut your cable cord. Come into the digital age. Thanks, guys. And continuing with our Western uh, interviews that we've been doing, Western Colorado University, we now have the head wrestling coach of the Western Colorado Mountaineers, Charlie Piper. Coach, thanks for coming on and, and agreeing to do this. Um, I reached out to everybody kind of last minute, but the the way that you you were excited to come back, and I know we had our interview on the radio station, so I appreciate you coming back on and, and being doing this with
6: us. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for coming to Gunnison and. Uh traveling through snowstorm and and battling the elements out there and coming up here so
0: nico was a little bit worried on the drive down nothing can keep me out of gunnison that's for sure Yeah, that'll happen a little shaky first time up here you know how it goes yeah
6: (laughs) we got a first timer here
0: we do we do have a first timer i already drove him around campus and everything like that um so we'll kind of just start off wrestling was an interesting time last year especially with how the timeline of the pandemic started you were at the wrestling NCAA wrestling tournament for division two had a few guys in the bracket and then everything comes back and and the tournament's canceled and everything like that so what was kind of the mindset and how was the I guess how was the atmosphere being at the tournament and then everybody telling you you know what we're not going to be able to do this and we're going to send everybody home
6: yeah kind of crazy you uh re, you know reliving it just gives me kind of goosebumps makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up uh <clears throat> yeah there's it, it was a crazy deal you know we're in meetings on most of thursday uh starting around probably 11 o'clock and there's a lot of chatter going on about it and okay are we gonna have this tournament what is gonna happen what what is going on and and uh you know, the, the NCAA reps in the meetings are like, this tournament's happening. We're having the tournament. Uh, you know, as, as coaches, we're, we're allowed like X amount of tickets per wrestler that we had there. You know, we had a lot of people traveling up there. And so we're kind of trying to, to navigate that, uh, talking with other coaches, you know, that, well, we won't have many fans. You can have our tickets. You know, you're, you're trying to plan around everything. And, you know, we get out of the meeting and, and at that time, probably 3 o'clock, we're, we're, we're still having a, a wrestling tournament. We're still having NCAA championships. And from then until, uh, you know, we stayed at the hotel that was attached to the arena. So, so I went and got my workout gear. Hunter and Pat are getting ready to, you know, their last workout before the tournament, get their last couple pounds off. And we're walking into the tournament, and you can... I get a text from Coach Van Hee, and you're like, "Okay, uh, Coach Van Hee, our athletic directors on the board, um, he, he's on the committee, championship committee, text me. Hey, tournament got canceled. Uh, you're going home. Start working on your flights. So, you know, I'm trying to look for my guys going into the arena. You can just see the devastation on athletes' faces. You know, they're, you got guys that are seniors. they 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 This is what they've lived for. They've worked their whole careers for this." And to get the the rug pulled out from underneath them like that in one shot, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And and so, you know, and probably within forty five minutes, uh, the the turn. I mean, it was mats were rolled up. They're they're putting them back on trucks. And and I mean, the tournament was it, it was like it was back to an arena, not a not a wrestling tournament. Uh, yeah.
0: No, I mean that. Obviously, you feel bad because you want to compete and everything like that. But you feel bad twice as bad for the athletes that worked so hard during the season. And I was obviously following pretty close because I'm a big, big wrestling fan. I grew up doing it, and that was my first reaction too. Was just thinking about guys like Hunter, who I worked with uh, in residence life, and he finally got to the point where he's going to be at the NCAA wrestling tournament. It's three, four hours. Was it, it? was the day of the tournament that it got canceled. Uh, day before, so it was day
6: before the tournament.
0: Getting prepared and everything like that to go out there and put everything on the line, and then just to be told, you know what, everybody else decided you guys can't wrestle. That that would be just absolutely heart de- devastating.
6: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think I mean, there's nothing easy about it. You know, there's nothing you could do about it. Everybody was in the same boat. It's not like. You know we were driving up there and we got in a car accident or or something like that. you know everybody was in the, everybody nationally d1 t- got got you know cancelled and, and it doesn't make it any easier, but um just I mean just yeah, you just your your heart hurts for these kids and and the opportunities and yeah, yeah, yeah it was a tough deal
0: yeah um, so now that we've kind of gone through most of it, you guys are back, you're competing again how was that transition to get everybody back to campus? Did you have a, guy, a lot of guys leave for the summer and then have to come back? Or did you got, kind of have a group that stayed around?
6: Yeah, a little bit of both, um, you know, crazy, crazy deal. Cause the national tournament was the first weekend of our spring break. Mm-hmm. So everybody, we, we had four guys at nationals. We had, at, at the tournament, we had uh, Hunter Mullen and Pat Alice who both qualified we, we traveled Cody Fatsinger at the time our varsity 33 pounder and Jimmy Licani our varsity 174 pounder and, and you can travel a practice partner with your other guys so they can work out together and all that um, so we had four guys there and then everybody else kind of left for spring break plans to go home you know whatever their plans were And then school shut down, Mm -hmm. so basically from that March, like we traveled up there on a Wednesday, so probably Tuesday of March would have been like the 8th or the 9th until, uh, I mean, the only time I saw a lot of those guys was on Zoom call. Uh, And then the wrestling room finally opened back up in June. And and facilities starts open back up, and you know kids, you know they go home, but then they're ready to get out of the house. And yeah. some guys stayed home, but a lot of guys moved back up here, and you know they're training over the summer just like normal. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a challenge. It's been a lot of start and stop and uh, inconsistencies. Um, you know, school shut down and, and Thanksgiving here, and you know keeping guys online school and going home and. It's just—it has, you know. You're trying to manage 33 different guys and, and or 35, 40 uh, different guys to to you know keep them all going in the same direction.
0: In a situation that's never happened before. I, I doubt yeah. when you took over from Coach Van Hee, he laid out a playbook for this is how you deal with a p- pandemic. Everything's going <laughs> to yeah. get shut down and and everybody's got, you're going to have to teach wrestling practice over Zoom.
6: Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely, and I, I think, you know, was like you know, during wrestling practice, talking about wrestling practice over Zoom, we just had a lot of team meetings. We just talked about a lot of control that you can control. Uh, you know, I would try to bring a theme every week to talk about with the guys or, or maybe a reading with the guys and, and just told them, like, hey, you guys got to be proactive. Everybody's in the same boat, and how prepared you are when we step on the mat in, in August or November or – January, because um, that was a lot of the question. Like, when are we going to be able to compete? When will we be able to? You know, wrestling was, was suggesting that we don't start until January 1. Um, there, there was just a, a lot of, you know, how hard you prepare and what you do in this time off is how ready you're going to be when we do get to step on the mat. Mm-hmm. And that's on you. That's not on anybody else.
1: Right. I'm sure it was a little bit of a different change of pace. Were you Did you have to be creative with your – um, I guess training styles of, like, obviously probably a little less contact than you usually would have in wrestling. It's kind of hard to, to get yeah. away from that. Did you guys kind of have to, like, over-zoom, like you said, were, like, the training, like, it was more cardio-based or was it more, like, mental-based as, as getting guys prepared for the season?
6: Yeah, more more mental, you know. There's a lot of that. What what You know, because you have guys all over the – all over the state, all over the country, kids going back to Illinois, uh, you know, California, you know, they're, they're all over the place, and so, and every county was different, and so, you know, getting guys back up here, we've been fortunate enough that really we've been able to wrestle consistently since we've been here, you know, you know different things, temperature check and, you know, things that we have to do, but we've been very fortunate where there's other places uh, that, that weren't able to, to, com- to do any contact until just recently. Right. And so we have been fortunate. Um, but, yeah, a lot of mental stuff. You know, one of the big things we try to push is this this can be taken away from you at any time. Mm-hmm. And don't don't take it for granted because, you know, we – you step on the mat and sometimes you can uh, – I'm ready for this to be done. I can't wait to quit cutting weight. I can't wait till I can just, uh, you know, eat all I want and drink a soda. And then all of a sudden it's taken away from you. It puts things in perspective where you're kind of like – Man, I'm, I want that back. And so we really had an awesome fall of training, maybe maybe one of our best ever. Just falls, the guys coming in, getting extra workouts. They're very hungry. And then we, you know we we got hit with the the COVID and and kind of has shut down for a while in October. And then we start back up, and then we shut down. And yeah, so that that's been the challenging part. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, you got good coaches around you that you can kind of rely on too because i know coach mcmahill does a lot with the sports psychology and and kind of keeps guys going in that end so the mental struggle of not knowing when everything is going to happen i feel like the western program was in a good place to obviously nobody knows how to deal with it but they had good pieces in place to be able to kind of take that first step to dealing with it as well
6: yeah for sure and yeah coach mcmahill he you know he does a great job and obviously he's been there he's been through it Mm -hmm. um You know coach summers young coach coming on uh working with our lightweights a lot you know i mean yeah we've got a good support group uh helping everybody and 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 keeping guys going and keeping them keeping them excited and you know a big part of it's just got to be with culture right they got to want to come in and they, they can't dread it and so keeping things light you know not really uh putting a lot of pressure on on winning or losing or doing this right or that right you know it's all it's all effort based you gotta you gotta keep keep the keep the emphasis on effort if we're working hard if we're training hard and yeah, we're gonna get better and and so whether we win or lose uh that that's where we've got to be
0: yeah and honestly when I was writing up because I gave Nico some notes because he he was not here but I, and we talked about it with coach Schaefer just the culture that's been able to kind of be put in place and I think um, when you took over as the head wrestling coach, it was just the transition was so easy and the cultures just stayed the same. I, I believe wholeheartedly that re- wrestling is one of the better programs, just culture-wise, and, and they're always ready and they're always there to go. It's It's a special kind of person that you've put into that program, and that program feeds off of that and the culture that is built out of that. It's just seeing what you and coach van he have been able to build out of that program and now you being the head coach for the last few years it's been pretty incredible to watch
6: yeah we've been fortunate uh i think it you know it starts with recruiting and and the kids that we're bringing in and the kids that are bought into what we're doing and uh you know i think think guys get here and they you know it is you know pandemic or not it's it's been Mm effort-based You know, you're expected uh, to work hard. You're expected to put time in. You're expected to, to grow and learn and, and, and be ready there. You know, I, we use one analogy. You know, I'd rather a guy lose, uh, you know, 10 to 11 than win 3 to 2 and nothing happens in the match. Like, we can fix a lot of things in a 10-11 match mm-hmm. that we lost that we can now turn the, turn the script on that we're winning that match. And so, you know, just guys being willing to learn and grow – We've seen growth, just even in uh, you know the, the little amount of training and little amount of matches that we've had uh, last week in Chardon. You know, we dropped the duel, but there, there's some matches that that as coaches we're like, man, we have come a long way since uh, whether it was in November or a year ago or whenever it was, and um, you know our our guys are, are bought in and they're bought into growing and and developing and learning. So
0: definitely, and you can see that in the way that you guys are. Pretty much always prepared to go into whatever uh, whatever environment that you have set, scheduled to wrestle. Um, one thing we'll kind of wrap this up with one thing that you're looking forward to as you're finishing out what this season is, and then the team moving forward, hopefully getting back to some kind of normalcy as well.
6: Yeah, uh, normalcy. That'll be, you know, who knows what that that'll be going forward. Um, you know, we we have a lot of new faces this year. You know, we've got four guys taking a or five guys taking a gap year, four guys that were varsity last year. Uh, we've got some guys that are hurt this year, not able to wrestle. Uh, it's, been, it's been crazy, right? And so we're walking into a regional tournament with a young group of guys, and, and I'm really, really excited about these guys to wrestle in a couple weeks at the regional tournament. Beyond that, I am excited to see how these guys come together in a year from now, you know, we should have about 18 guys who have seen varsity experience. Mm -hmm. Now the guys this year didn't get as much as maybe we're anticipating, you know, they're going to go in with, with probably seven to eight matches or, or four to six matches, whatever it is. But we're going to have guys who are, we're, we're we're finally going to be a veteran team and we're going to have a lot of guys that are fighting for positions and fighting for spots. Um, and, and that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the depth. I'm excited about the recruits that we've brought in. We've, we've signed a, a great group, group of kids. Uh, we've still got kids coming up on trips. Just just the future of the program. I'm, I'm excited about the future. I don't know if I can say enough about it. We just, we've got a great culture. We've got great kids in the room right now. We've got a great group of guys coming in. We've got a great group of guys coming back next year. It, it's just, you know, for us, it's very... Exciting time that that we're that we're moving forward with here, right. and and that's what I'm excited about. You know, there there's just a lot of guys. You know, the other night Hayden Johnson got his first match in two years, and, and he'll wrestle in the regional tournament. Uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, Cole Hernandez, Cole Gray, uh, these guys are all young kids that are getting varsity experience, and and a lot of people like you know, well, what are you gonna do when when these guys come back, or these guys like. Like, those guys that, that took the year off, they better be ready to fight for their spot because yep. if they think these guys are going to lay down for them, like, I mean, it's just going to be competitive room. It's going to be a ton of fun, and and, and guys are going to be pushing each other every single day, and um, and that's up and down our lineup. Uh, Ryan Wilson and Tannen Kennedy are fighting it out for a spot right now. You know, Jason Hanenberg's wrestling better than he ever has. Uh, 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 Dean Noble is is wrestling, you know, not like a true freshman um uh, you know patrick alice seth lazowski we've got guys that are just i don't know these guys are fun and then when you you, you combine kind of i guess all three groups new recruits guys guys coming back off the gap year and these guys are getting experience right now i mean it's we're excited we're, we're just excited to move forward
0: definitely there's a lot of fireworks coming from gunnison colorado in the wrestling room division two ncaa wrestling Check it out, because it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Coach, thank you for coming on the thank show. Thank you, guys.
1: Appreciate it. No
0: problem. And yeah, it was a lot of
1: fun. Uh, best of luck to you the rest of the year, man. Yeah, Thank awesome.
0: you. Good luck with regionals and everything else coming up. Hopefully, you guys you guys do good and you, and you show out for, for the program.
6: I think so. These guys are working hard. They're ready to go. So thanks, guys. Awesome.
4: When the night is cold and lonely. this is a dollar belt beat.
6: Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pranks I made it a habit. Told them pictures and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire the beat. Alfred's again? to me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man. I got the plan. I call the shooters, they all but the van. Play with the squad, get piled like a cent. Piled like a perk. I'm going here. I'm going crazy. I'm We're sticking up for niggas. They damn move, I got a look of sand. I'm in the kitchen, compressing the bird. Take out a nine and I tell if it's got it for 30 to